Hi there, Ollie Farinakin here from the People's Improv Theater, Chapel Hill. I'm doing a podcast called I'm Here to Listen, where I get a chance to talk to the different instructors here in Chapel Hill and in New York City, but this one is for the Pitt Chapel Hill at 462 West Franklin Street, the pit-chapelhill.com, across from the Cat Cafe, besides Carolina Brewery, and across from Vimalus Courtyard and uh, Franklin Street Yoga. But today I'm here talking to Corey Brown. Hello. Hello, Corey. Hello. Thank you for coming today. So the gist of the show is we get a chance to talk to the different folks who uh, ended up here down in Chapel Hill uh, working with us to teach classes. So if you can just let the folks know your full name, your where you hail from, your background in improv, and then maybe your improv philosophies and what someone might get if they took your class. I'm going to step back and let you uh, do your thing. Okay. Uh, Corey Brown, uh, <clears throat> born in Erie, Pennsylvania. Uh Moved down here to Chapel Hill, North Carolina in the third grade. So basically been here most of my life. Uh, Improv-wise, uh, I started doing comedy sports. So I was a short-form guy uh, for many years. Um, still love short-form, but the chance to do it is not as high as it used to be since comedy sports left. Um, I started my own college troupe uh, called The Swash Improv at East Carolina University. They still exist, which is really interesting to see stuff online get posted by them um and came back here uh when dirty south improv opened up uh was an active member and teacher for them for a few years before moving up to new york where i taught performed uh at the upright citizens brigade as well as did a few shows at the pit in new york and coached some of the house teams up there uh for for a few months while i was around and I just moved back here three months ago, three and a half months ago, contacted Will before I moved down here, uh, t- talked to him about teaching classes here, uh, which is honestly what I've always been the most excited about with improv. I love performing, but I do enjoy teaching improv almost more than I like performing it. Uh, what I like to push in my classes mostly is when I was, uh, before I was an improviser, I was the kid who thought he was funny. And then when I found improv, I learned quickly that I was not. And it took me a few good years for myself to break out of that habit of trying to force funny moments into every situation and turn off that funny switch that was on the back of my neck that just was always on the on button and become more of a real human being because it was such a deflection method for me to just force jokes into everyday situations. And improv helped me kind of find who I was as a person outside of the classroom, outside of my jobs, uh, inside of myself. So when I teach classes, to me, all the levels that I teach from beginner to advanced, it's just about grounding reality, finding the base reality of scenes, making that the most important part, and then letting each individual's voice as who they are as a person kind of shine through that reality, because I think that individual voice is what makes each person's comedy unique and that's where you're not like just repeating stuff you've seen in sketches before or seen on tv and so it's just about finding each person's truth in every situation that you're on stage with and i you just finished teaching a class and i just saw 11 kids walk out of your class they were all happy they were excited yeah you know you had the afterglow they had the afterglow and then last week i got a chance to uh you know, watch you teach a little bit, and you had that half circle going in the main stage. So someone taking your class, your philosophies of improv, you know, um, 
you know, what 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 what's Corey Brown's class going to be like for them if they were going to get like a you know a a, a, a view inside? Uh, for my classes, uh, I think I'm a very critical teacher. Um, I'm still nice. <laughs> uh, I don't make anybody feel bad about any of their choices, but I don't, I don't like start a level one class and just make students feel like you're gonna be the best at this uh, because I think that makes people have a uh, a different sense of for what they can achieve out of it because not everybody is there to become a great performer in my opinion. Some people there are to work on skills outside of the stage, off the stage, and inside their personal lives. So my goal is to like really teach them the art of a joke or the art of comedy uh, and then start to teach them improv on top of that. And so at the start, I think compared to most teachers, I might come off a little harder because I really want to get in their heads about what they find funny. And when you ask somebody like, what do you find funny about this idea? Or what do you find funny about this situation? It, it makes them feel like I'm calling them out as if it's not funny, but that's not my goal uh, with my approach. It's just so I can understand where their ideas are coming from and help them shape it into something funny. So I think in my classes, they're still fun. Uh, the exercises that I do are still super enjoyable, but they will challenge you a little bit more than the typical level one class in probably any of the theaters here, New York, Chicago, uh, because I, I want to get inside the head of all my students so I can know them, so I can help them not just improvise, but become their improviser, what makes them unique. So essentially trying to find their own personal superhero powers on stage, right? how they perceive it, what they think is funny. I mean, a lot of it is essentially, you know, uh, being yourself under the imaginary circumstances. Right. And I think most improvisers start, what at least when they first start, they start trying to be an improviser instead of themselves first. So I want to break that notion of like, get up here and just be funny. No, get up there and be yourself first. Because I think that's the hardest thing to tackle and probably took me years to finally figure out. Christina Gaussis was one of the first people who like called me out on it in a class and was like, you just made that up. What do you really think here? And I said what I was really thinking in a class, and I'd probably been improvising 12 years at that point in time. It was the biggest realist laugh I ever got. And it felt so good. And kind of from that day forward, I've been searching how to be myself. And it's taken years to learn how to be vulnerable on stage. And I think I'm getting there. I'm not fully there yet. But now that it's like my goal for myself when I teach, that's what I want to give. And you performed, I saw you perform Friday night? Yes, sir. Friday, yeah. So you get, to, you get a chance now to perform here so people can come check you out. You're performing weekly? Uh, almost weekly now. Great. So if they want to see Corey Brown in a show, they yeah. can come here to the Pitt Chapel Hill. Yeah, we have a team called the faculty. So it's the improv teachers of the theater. Uh, and we kind of uh, do end sets for some of our shows, our Friday night show and some trifecta shows on Saturday. Uh, just depends. And then, you know, what's nice about the Pitt Chapel Hill is, you know, we're trying to cap our classes at 12. Um, but if someone wants, they can audit your first class. Mm -hmm. See if they like it, if they like it. They can take it. If not, no harm, no foul. Right. That's great. Um, some, 
Is there any improv philosophies? Like, I love the story you just told about, you know, Christina giving you this little gem. Are there other gems like that throughout the years that instructors have passed on to you that you were like, oh, yeah? Uh, I think the best advice I ever got was uh, it's it's uh, easier to remember than to invent, uh, to pull from real memories in your life uh, instead of trying to basically script write or sketch write in the moment, which... I've never been good at it. There are people who are great at it. And those people, like a Bobby Moynihan, who can just walk on a stage and the first thing he says is the funniest thing and it's just perfect. I'm not that person. Uh, and yeah, so just like putting out real things that exist. In my show this past Friday, uh, my scene partner asked me about the first time I was emotionally naked with somebody on stage. And instead of trying to create a very funny moment, I told the truth of when I was 10 years old. And it was emotional for me, so I was like in it, physically and emotionally. And it just felt real and regrounded an already silly scene for the moment. So then when we got back to what we found was funny, it was funnier because the scene was realistic. So yeah, just like getting to true memories, letting your share, your past histories shine through who you are on stage really, really tips the balance between just trying to be funny and trying to be yourself. Okay. Well, cool. Well, um, you know, again, I, you never know why, you know, you do something. But coming down here to do this, you know, space um, at 462 West Franklin and then having folks like you show up who are, you know, seasoned improvisers, instructors, you know, always makes me feel good of like, well, maybe that's why we're here. Yeah. So, you know, thank you for teaching here. I thank you that. for performing here. And, you know, the hope and the, with Will Papora's help, you know, the hope is to get the word out and get more folks who are like, oh, I want to try this. Mm-hmm. Oh, I've like playing make-believe. And I think that's it, just reminding folks that it's just, it's a child's game. And we're just playing make-believe under imaginary circumstances, trying to be yourself, mm-hmm. you know. And then if you're doing character, grounded in reality. Um, but I think anybody, I think, you know, from, you know, both of us have been doing it for a while, that improv will benefit your life. Yeah. Regardless of whether you go on to do something in entertainment. Yeah. I had a student years ago uh, in the first week of class come up to me in the break and just say, like, the reason I took this class was because I, I have such a hard time just talking to people that I felt improv could help me there. And she quit after that first day of class. And, like, it really hurt because I knew, like, in her head she wanted to, like, have help in this area, but I couldn't force her to stay. But I knew if she stayed, it would have it helped her in the areas that she wanted help. It's helped me. <laughs> it's helped me in my real life for sure. Uh, it's helped me just learn who I am. And people like that, like I wish they would reach out and take that audit class at least. Just try it out. If it's just been in your mind as something that you think could benefit you, I honestly, bottom of my heart, think it's, it can help everybody in such a unique way because it's a different experience for everybody. Well, thank you for your time. Uh, you've been listening to I'm Here to Listen, a podcast with me, Ali Faranakian, at the Pitt Chapel Hill, 462 West Franklin Street, the pit-chapelhill.com, talking to Corey Brown, yes, sir. who teaches and performs here, and hopefully we'll be you know, creating more content here and you know, spreading the gospel of improvisation, uh, hopefully as a way to improv your life, um, regardless of where it takes you. I think it's a great chance to, you know, um, 
just get up and play make-believe for a while again. Thank you for your time, Will. Thank you for doing this. Let's post this to the people. 462 West Franklin, the Pitt Chapel Hill. Come by and join us on a Thursday, Friday, Saturday for shows or check out the website for classes. Thank you and have a wonderful night.